Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. I am here to share with you lots of information about orthographic mapping. So orthographic mapping is a term that I see all the time on the internet and on social media. And sometimes it is being used incorrectly because it's a little bit tricky to understand what it means and how it impacts reading development. So we will go over all of that in today's video. We'll talk about the definition. We'll talk about what it is and what it isn't how you can support your students on their journey to orthographically map words, and what all of this means in terms of reading development. So let's get started. Orthographic mapping is an invisible mental process. That means it's not an activity that we can do in class. It's not something that we consciously choose to do. It's invisible, it's happening up here. But what it is, it's the means by which we build words into our sight word memory for accurate and effortless recognition. So if you've seen my previous video about sight words, you know that sight words are any word that you can recognize by sight. It's not a list of 20 or 50 words that a teacher wants a student to memorize. That's not what a sight word is. A sight word is any word that you can look at and you can immediately recognize it by sight. So my sight word vocabulary is going to be very different than a four-year-old's because we can recognize different words by sight. The reason that this is important knowing about orthographic mapping is because we want to know how we can support it, how we can encourage our students' brains to orthographically map words. In order to do that, our students must have a very strong understanding of the connection between letters and sounds, so that phonological and phonemic awareness. When they know that connection between the sounds in a word and what letters spell those sounds, then they're able to read that word, and they do that over and over and over again, then those words get put into their sight word memory. They're orthographically mapped into their sight word memory. Now, the cool thing is that once a word is orthographically mapped into your sight word memory, you can't unlearn it. <laughs> Unless there were to be a brain injury, you are always going to recognize that word. So have you ever looked at the word the and not been able to read it? It, we just recognize it so instantly, we can't not read it when we see it because it's orthographically mapped into our brain. Now, David Kilpatrick, who is one of the researchers who has done a lot of research in the areas of reading, the science of reading, he has a great quote about orthographic mapping. And he says, efficient orthographic mapping will only occur if the student has adequate phonemic awareness analysis. If he cannot pull apart the sounds and words, he cannot align those sounds to the order of the letters. That's what we want to encourage our students to do. Work on their phonological and phonemic awareness skills, being able to hear the sounds in the word, 
and then knowing which letters spell those sounds. So learning those phonics skills so that they know which letters spell those sounds. Once you can do that, once they can pull apart the sounds and they can put them back together, then our students are going to be able to orthographically map those words in their brain and they're never gonna forget them. That's what we want. So let's talk about phoneme graphing mapping. This is the activity we can do in class. Like I said, we can't tell our students, it's time to orthographically map these words because it doesn't work that way. It's happening in our brains. But what we can't tell our students is, it is time to phoneme graphing map these words. That's the activity that we can do. So phoneme graphing mapping, it's a research-based activity where you have your phonemes, the sounds in the word, and you match them to the graphemes, the letters that represent those sounds. So here are the steps. I actually have a whole other video about phoneme graphing mapping. I will link it down below, but just very quickly, we'll go over that. Number one, you're gonna sequentially isolate each sound in a word. So you say the word orally and you break it apart into its sound. So if the word is cat, we're saying cat. We're breaking it up into its sounds. Number two, we're gonna identify the known graphemes that go with those sounds. So we in kindergarten and pre-K have probably already learned those sounds k -at, And we know those go with the letters C-A-T. We wanna use words where we've already taught all of the letter sound correspondences. And then we're going to be able to write or build that word out of letter tiles or write that word and see how it looks in print. If there is an unknown grapheme, let's say for example, we were doing the word the, and my students don't know what letter spells th, or maybe they think that the uh is going to be a U, but it's really an E, we have to talk about that. We do that using the heart word method. I do have a video, lots of videos. I have a video all about the heart word method. I will link that down below. So you can point out the unexpected phoneme grapheme correspondences. So a student is not going to understand when they first, first hear the word the, what those sounds are and how they spell them until we explicitly point it out and why it's spelled that way. So phoneme grapheme mapping is the activity that we want to do to promote orthographic mapping. Does that make sense? I know it can get a little confusing. I am gonna show you how I would phoneme graphing map a few words so that you can get an idea for how this works. When I'm helping my students map words using this phoneme graphing mapping activity, I like to use sound maps. So I created these free ones that you can download from my website, littleslovelearning.com. I'll link it down below. I also have an entire video showing how I use these sound maps. And it also shows an example of how I use them with a preschooler so you can see them in action. I will link that down below as well. But for today, I'm just gonna quickly show you. We want to say a word orally, pull the sounds apart, figure out which letters go with which sounds, and then write it down, and then we're gonna read that word. So let's say we start with a two sound word. These are VC words. We wanna start with the word at. I've already taught my students the a sound is spelled with A, and the t sound is spelled with T. So this is a great word for me to use for them to practice. So I would say, your word is at, and they would pound at, and then they would break it up into its sounds. At, I like them to touch on this hand when they do that. Then I would say, 
how do we spell the first sound, ah? And then in the box, they can either use letter tiles or I'm just gonna use a marker today. They're gonna write the letter, A. And I'd say, how do we spell the next sound, t? And they're going to write the letter, T. Then we're gonna tap here and we're gonna do the sounds and then we're going to run our finger along the line and say the whole word. At, at. You have just phoneme graphing mapped a word. That's awesome. These are the types of activities that promote orthographic mapping because we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. We're focusing on the sounds in the word. We're matching the sounds with letters. Then we're reading it and we're gonna do that a few times and then our students are going to start orthographically mapping these words. So let's do one more. We'll do a CBC word. So I might say to my students, your word is dog. So they would pound dog. Tap the sounds, d, a, g. Then we go through. What's your first sound? D. How do you spell that sound? They're going to write D. Next sound, a. How do we spell ah? Oh. Last sound in dog, g. How do we spell g? G. Let's tap the sounds and then we'll read the word. D, ah, g, dog. We are promoting orthographic mapping using a phoneme graphing mapping activity. How cool is that? So again, I have these free on my website for you to download, littleslovelearning.com. I do have them for right-handed students and left-handed students because you want them to use their non-dominant hand when they're doing the pounding and the tapping out the sounds. So I do have both options for you. Go check out that other video that I linked down below so that you can see the example of the preschooler and how he was using these mats and how that is helping him to promote orthographic mapping help build his sight word memory so that he can be a more accurate reader. So I hope this information was helpful to you. I know the term orthographic mapping might be a little bit confusing, especially if it's a new term that you haven't heard before. I know this was not a term that we learned when I was going through my teacher preparation program or my master's program. And so it's something that I have had to learn in the last few years. But I hope this information makes you feel more confident understanding how our little ones learn to read and how we can use phoneme graphing mapping to help promote orthographic mapping, which means we're building their sight word memory, which means they are going to be more accurate and effortless readers. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at Littles Love Learning Blog. Happy learning!